Hey listeners, I just wanted to offer this friendly reminder that the views and opinions of the host and guests are their own. There is no company affiliation. Welcome to another episode of the Brains, Boobs, and Beer podcast. I am your host, Heather. And on today's episode, we have the opportunity to catch up with dear friend of the show and me personally, (laughs) Dr. Ashley. So welcome back, Ashley. Thank you for having me again. Of course. First of all, it's always fun talking to you. And while I get to enjoy all the updates in your life on a regular basis, I was like, you know, a lot has happened in Ashley's world that I think the world needs to know about. (laughs) The greater world. So let's see if she'll come back. And you were willing to. So cheers to you and welcome back. Thank you. As soon as I saw the email come in, I was like, hell yes. And yeah. I do this ASAP because why not? <laughs> and you literally, I think, booked like the first available yeah. <laughs> day. Yeah. So I love to it. Talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so maybe, so listeners, if you haven't already, go way back in the beginning because Ashley was one of my very first guests. Mm-hmm. Um and I was still learning how to edit and do podcasts. So we had a little hiccups, but you know, live and learn, live and learn. <laughs> um, I have since learned a great deal. <laughs> and we were talking before we started recording, like many things have happened in the world in general. We've had a pandemic, <laughs> all kinds of things since we last spoke officially on the podcast. So um, Ashley, maybe you can just remind people briefly um, your background, like your school background, and then uh, we can kind of go from there. Yeah, so I am originally from New York, New Jersey area. I say both because my dad, um, he works at a consumer company, which brought us from Queens, New York to New Jersey. Um And then I went to undergrad at Winston-Salem State University, where I majored in chemistry, um, mainly did research in fluorescent spectroscopy, but did a few internships at University of Oregon, Oregon State, NYU, Wake Forest, Winston-Salem State University again, um, just to kind of get my feet wet in different areas of chemistry. Um, And then from there, so different areas, organic, um, inorganic, I even did physics, And then I went to Louisiana State University, where I started off in polymer chemistry. So I did my master's in that through coursework thesis. And then I finished with my PhD in analytical chemistry um, with a a specialty in nanoscience. So doing a lot of surface characterization with atomic force microscopy. And that was back in 2017. Um, And since then, worked in two different consumer companies in beauty. Um, which I guess we'll get into more detail. So yeah, the last time I talked, I was in skin and now I'm in hair. Yes. And uh, so we met at the company I'm Still Out, which you ha- abandoned me. At. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so um Ashley was also like my work bestie we had the we were all those memes I think where it was like when you look at your work bestie and you're thinking the same thing <laughs> every single time so our face we neither of us has a poker face um so we we were able to communicate to each other uh very easily but also then other people caught on to our conversation non-conversation so whatever i feel like if if you do something to warrant the expression then that's on you i mean you earned it at that point yeah at least i'm not saying it aloud right <laughs> You would, it would be best that I just use a facial expression because the yeah, mouth can yeah. get a lot crazier or spicy, as they like to say. Yeah, yeah, spicy. Um, yeah, so, and you were, you were at the company for a few years. And yeah. then you actually had a role there after the formulation role where we well, met. Yeah, so like even since then, I like swapped roles at that company. Yeah. <laughs> the last time, we have a lot of changes to talk about. I know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was in I was in a formulation role initially, and then after about two years, yeah, I'll say two-ish years, I moved into a more commercial role where I was one of the key holders of profitability um, for all of consumers. So pretty much any brands, any category, anything to get them more profitable on shelf or even on online, um, whether that was claims, um, display, price sensitivity, you name it. I was the one helping the teams make more money off of shelf. And I remember, um, I just remember you <laughs> essentially like Excel took over your life. Oh my God. <laughs> For all of you out there that are in Excel every day, I get it. I understand. I pray for you all because me and Excel, you know, I thought I was doing something, doing little bar charts and, you know, crap. <laughs> you know, I could change the color of the font or you want it bigger. Um, but no, my manager had me like at this point, I was like, I feel like a programmer um, because I'm doing all of these things to make formulas to make the Excel do the things. Yeah. Um, and so I, I even asked him a few times. I'm like, have you considered like coding or something? And he was like. No, I haven't. I was like, you would be so good at it because the way you just know all of these formulas into this little tiny little cell, um, it's amazing. So yes, I I had spent some time fighting for my life in Excel <laughs> for a whole year. And I was like, you know what? As much as I love this team, great team, me and Excel, we just, we're not best friends. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens, it, right? It and then, and then after that is when I went and sought out Excel, but then more. Yes. Coding. You became <laughs> beast mode, beast mode for sure. I, I praise you every day because I'm like, I don't know how she did it. Cause I'm fighting over this little cell and you over here actually program a real thing. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Oh, timeout lion just joined the meeting. <laughs> hey, lion. He just jumped right onto the computer, but fortunately nothing detrimental seemed to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you, you got into Excel and then got out of Excel and then I got into Excel and then I haven't really gotten to use it yet at work. So, I mean, all the other things from the right. web design and stuff, I haven't, they haven't asked me to design their website. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, you, they definitely can use the help. <laughs> definitely can. You're not wrong. <laughs> 
Um, okay, and then you were in that role, but it was briefly. Like, was it was it even a year? I can't remember. It was like maybe two weeks shy of a year. Okay, um, but I was also so yeah, two two weeks two weeks shy of a year when I pretty much stopped because I think I because I was going to another consumer company and because of the type of data that I had, they allowed me to stay the full two weeks. So instead of like, you know, doing the whole company walkout, um, you know, they let me work the extra two weeks because they didn't have anybody else in that seat. And so it was kind of like, well, if she's not here, who's going to do all of the data? Um, And this was data that was tracked like weekly stuff, like crazy reports I had to build out systems that I built out that there was nobody else there to train because I was the person. Um, so even then it was like me having to train my manager on the systems that I built out, which was crazy to me. I couldn't believe I was doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you want to trust me to train you, the man that knows all things Excel and all kind of systems. Um, so yeah, so literally the, I had to like hurry up and get him onboarded to the systems that I created while I was on the team so that this way they can at least, you know, have that business still running. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is always hard, regardless of your role is the tur- like if there's turnover, whether it's you or somebody else. Right. Because it's like, there's so many things like, of course, you know, the company has their systems in place of things that everybody knows. Um, but then it's when you're getting into newer systems or bringing in new projects and stuff like that, you know, just trying to get up to speed with different things that somebody may have been doing, or if they didn't realize how much you were actually doing, and now it has to fall on them until they get somebody like it, it could be a lot depending on what it is you're doing also. Yeah, well, and um, the company, like, is obsessed with their SOPs. Um, but you can't, <laughs> you can't SOP everything. So there's all that other stuff you do that it's not governed by one of those systems or something that it just gets lost and then somebody has to recreate it (laughs) right right so crazy um okay so you were in that for like a year almost almost a year and you are now with another giant consumer company yes so it was crazy how that came about um you know, at the time I was, you know, running our, I was kind of like, I became the site lead of our ERG um, for AALC. Um, And it was cool because it was like, wow, like I wasn't expecting to become the site lead only because the people that recruited me were actually moving on and they didn't tell me that yet. (laughs) So I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'll join the team. I'm down for the cause. What do we want to do? Um, Because I was always an organization. So for me, it was, I knew I would be a part of somebody's organization. Um, It was just a matter of what. And so, of course, I I became lead at a time where, you know, we're in pandemic. You know, it's the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. All of the movements, right? Everybody's marching and trying to understand, you know, what do we do as a company to ensure that everybody feels like they're in a safe space? Mm -hmm. um, That we can all coexist because we are a part of this company and at the end of the day the work got to get done but we need to make sure that people's mental is there you know that people feel safe that people are aware of the many different things that you know other people have to go through that may not be normal to the next person and so you know during that time I was leading efforts talking across the company um in a lot of meetings with leadership which was dope because it was for a dope cause yeah same time I was missing beauty because again as we all know, all I ever wanted to do was beauty. Um, so of course I excelled at all the beauty projects during my, my little stint at commercial. Um, mm-hmm. 
but then even then at the same time I had um I think they were called the BIPOC community so pretty much it was a team of different brand people R&D scientists and so forth you know they leaned on me to help them with a lot of the like the product testing um as it related to trying different products on people of color um that they normally never really formulated for um, mm-hmm. which was dope because in that case I could give them more influence into if you really want to be inclusive with this role make sure you're testing on us um and then at the same time what else was I doing I was judging um different applications for small businesses within the company it was like two of the brands got together and put out a big grant and they were going to help small black businesses in skincare and some of them were even hair care um and so one of the VPs over there asked me to join the, the the team to look at applications. So I'm like, I'm doing all these things, all of these things, but missing being somebody who's influential in beauty for real and having a name mm. behind it. And so literally um, my mentor, since I was a grad student, she reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I know that you miss beauty. And I'm like, yes, girl, I do. <laughs> and she's like, well, there's this role that's opening up, um, but there's one caveat, you would have to move to Ohio. And I'm like, now what the heck is this Northeastern girl going to do <laughs> in Ohio? And at the same time, I was like, well, you went down to North Carolina, you went all the way to Louisiana. Um, what else, you know, at this point, what else is there for me to see? Almost everything still. And I visited the West Coast but I've never made my way to Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I applied for the role. Um, it was a role in hair care um, where I get to work on natural hair care. So black hair care, whether you're a type three, type four, curly girl, um, and trying to build out projects or products for people who look like me. And I thought that was so dope because Although I wanted to be in beauty, I enjoy I enjoy the STEM side of things because use my brain. I've done did school for a thousand years, so use my brain. <laughs> but also being more influential in the sense of not being the person where you just throw me in a lab and I have to figure it out and y'all do the fun things, but I get to help design what a product looks like from you know, working with my formulators, working with my fragrance mm. team, working with packaging, but then also being on the commercial side where, yes, I can be a face of something at the same time. They do recognize the scientists that are working behind this brand um, so that this way, you know, people feel comfortable with what it is that we're putting into our formulas or into our bottles, or they just have somebody that's there to explain, you know, why it is we do the things that we do, um, which is all I ever wanted to do. I, I wanted to be somebody who was in beauty from a STEM perspective who can connect with consumers to kind of educate them on what it is that we're doing so that this way they feel more comfortable. Um, because my thing was, you know, you're, you, you, you'll be afraid of things you just don't know about. Right. And then you yeah. have the internets that give you all of the information that could be from any and everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our favorite, our favorites, the bloggers who'd like to talk down everything that's a chemical. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time I talk to people and I'm like, well, you drink water. H2O. <laughs> what do you think water is? Right. Uh, H2O. Or how about that air you're breathing? Exactly. Or if you like apples, I'm pretty sure there's a chemical structure for that. <laughs> um, so again, it was me more so being in a place where I can explain to my community or I mean, any community in that in that matter of, you know, this is what's happening behind what it is you're using. Um, 
and it's okay. We're not intentionally putting things to harm you, but you know, there are certain things we use in products. And I feel like if you were just taught a little bit more about why that is, you'd feel more comfortable using that bottle. And so I get to do that um, in black hair care, which is dope because I get to talk to my consumers. I interview them, you know, in person or virtual, um, you know, I get to be around them, which is also good since pandemic mm-hmm. um, in the sense of just being around people and just kind of see how do people like talk about things? What are their, their, what does their body language say? Or what do their facial expressions say? Um, which is something I learned to kind of incorporate with my science. So it's almost like I'm, I'm looking at psychology at the, at the same time, marrying it to the chemistry, which is pretty dope. Yeah, that is very cool. And, um, I feel like you are also like you are the nerd ambassador to the jock side or something. (laughs) Exactly. And and that's literally what it is, right? Like literally it's like, okay, get Ashley for all the brains, get, get, get all her brains and and have her explain all these things. Um, which is cool because, and then it also lets me know like, oh girl, you, you know something, you are knowing something. Um, so, you know, I get to talk to retailers, I get to talk to consumers, I get to like, just recently went to a festival and got to talk on stage about things. You know, I, I got to tell people about, you know, where it is we need to advance as we think about women in science, black women in particular in science, what it is that we need to do. Um, and so being able to have lived through those challenges and now get to work on those challenges because I can relate to these people you know, it just, it makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, I feel like I'm educating. I feel like I'm hanging with the people, letting them know, like I'm a day-to-day person like you. I just work in this area. Yeah. Well, and it gives, um, authenticity to everything too. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I feel like that is getting harder and harder to find with just the, I mean, just technology as it is today, right. We were talking before recording, like, I am trying to learn the TikTok, like, exactly. <laughs> like, um, and, and not that there aren't authentic people in there or people with good intentions, but it's the internet. It can yeah. get crazy. And like you are helping hopefully um, counteract some of that where uh, there's so many people with so many opinions, but not necessarily researched. <laughs> and you know, what's funny about that is, um, we do, so we, I, I do a lot of focus groups also. And just recently we were in New Orleans for Essence Festival. Um, so I did some hair care research down there. And even in the focus groups, like, let's say we had about like eight people and we're talking about hair care. And, you know, one consumer or panelist says, oh, I don't use this um, because it it's not good for us. It dries our hair out. And so then you look at all the other panelists and, uh, and they're like, Oh really? Like what? Like, so it was like, you see it, you see it in action in the sense mm-hmm. of y'all didn't even take the time to research anything else. You just reacted to what somebody else said and automatically kind of adopted it. Or, or you're even thinking about adopting that in the sense of, Oh, well, should I use this? Or maybe I shouldn't, or, you know, but just in that instant to see like the wave of faces that took just from that one comment. Right. And so seeing that in person and then just thinking like these people have access to information all day via phones, you know, computers, Mm -hmm. what have you, tablets. Just imagine how many more things they're looking up and just quickly taking out that information without the extra research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, which is, and then how do you combat that? Like right. as a business trying to find a need on the market, but it's hard for scientists to fulfill a need if the need isn't genuine, like, mm-hmm. or accurate. <laughs> so, so it gets, I can imagine it gets a little crazy. Where's the, our, you know, the company where, where I am still at is struggling with that too. And then trying to kind of jump into TikTok now, granted, we're way behind relative to <laughs> some others, but um, at least trying to get in there and start showcasing some of their scientists as well yeah um because i mean there's some people that are made for camera being on camera and then there's some that are not but like trying to help it's almost like creating actual science influencers to counter non-informed influencers i guess not that there's anything wrong with influencers but just like we need to stop making things up just (laughs) and just accepting no seriously it's it's funny because it's like, you know, growing up or, you know, as we were going to school or people ask us what we do and we let them know we're scientists. Oh my God, you're so smart. Like, that's so cool. And that's so great. And the minute that we put out something that's scientific, oh my God, it's so bad for you. Why would you do that? Or like, you know, like it, it's, yeah. so, it's so funny. Cause it's like, well, you're just praising me for being a scientist and now I'm getting cursed out for doing science. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think it's important, like you said, you know, putting out those scientific, and I mean, again, some people are made for cameras, some are not, but just the fact that we're paving ways to make sure the science is easily available to people who are on their phones or what have you, um, just so that they're aware, that they understand, like some of the stuff is basic knowledge, but again, if you're not somebody that's looking for it or you're not into it or you just don't know about it, it's easy to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's definitely important and good to see that companies are realizing, hey, if we really want to get to the consumers and let them know, like, again, we're everyday people, too. Um, You know, just because I work for a specific company doesn't mean I'm not doing my research. doesn't mean that also sometimes I don't buy anything without doing that extra research or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing the work that needs to be done. The reason why science is there and people are still becoming scientists, we're at a quicker pace of advancing technology so that we can get consumers to where they need to be instead of struggling of year-long problems and we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think think it's great that companies are featuring their scientists a bit more to kind of see like who's the face behind the bottle or behind the story or something. So that this way consumers feel like, oh, I can relate to her. Like when I went to Essence Fest, like, you know, we like to dress up, we like makeup and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I'm in beauty. I love that stuff anyway. And so I'm dressed up for my stage moment, got my nails done as usual and everything. And the woman who was um, interviewing me during the stage moment was like, wow, like, I didn't even think scientists like dress like this or anything like that. And I'm like, well, I'm still a woman. Like, I still want to look nice and be cute. And, you know, I'm still cute. What are you talking about? Like, Girl, so you know, again, showing the people who we are and, and and allowing them to see like we are everyday people like you. Like, you you want me to wear my white coat all day every day, even to the grocery store or something like that to show I'm a scientist? Yeah, right. Like, know. they are not comfortable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I, I love that bringing bringing STEM faces to the front. You know, again, will allow consumers to see, hey, we are approachable. We can talk about things. Well, and, and I think too not only um showing them hey i am a person like you but hopefully it's also the message of hey you can also be this person exactly. um considering i mean if you depending on which study you read 
but like America and science aren't having <laughs> the right. best relationship right. right now. But, and that's unfortunate for us, I think collectively, because um, the technology and accelerating those things. And, and I mean, if you look at environmental sciences, like all of that is so critical, not only for our country, but the world. Right. And so hopefully showing, yes, scientists are cute and smart <laughs> will encourage others to to do the same and get involved and like choose some kind of stem related area yeah I, I mean you know for me another reason why taking this role you know so the area is in products research where again we marry the psychology of things to the science of things but again we also are consumer facing and so you know, by having this area, like I felt like I was asking for this area in my career and I, people were telling me, oh, you want to be in marketing. And I'm like, no, I still very much so want to be mm -hmm. you know, engaged in the R&D perspective. But I also want some type of influence to our consumers because it was just that being a face, you know, showing them that, yes, I'm the everyday person, but I also happen to know the science behind what's happening. Um, I felt like they were trying to push me to marketing my previous company in the sense of which is cool like marketing's fun you know you do get to be a face or influence what the faces look like but I just felt like I wouldn't have you know much of a scientific influence in that space and so yeah. I love it in the sense of this role because again I can see what people are doing every day you know so for instance I work in hair care and you know we had to watch some while we were still virtual we had to watch some videos of people like washing their hair or so what we call a wash day or the non-wash day where it's just the maintenance until you go to finally wash your hair. Um, and it was like, oh, well, obviously they're going to use shampoo, conditioner, or maybe a, maybe a deep conditioner and then get out. Whereas I looked at almost 75 videos and it felt like I've seen 75 different ways to wash hair or <laughs> like 75 different ways to maintain your hair until the wash. And it was just amazing to see what people are doing. And I think if you're able to take in like, not just your perspective or not just five people's perspective, but everyone's perspective and try to put that into one thing, you have to do it in the sense of being there with your consumer, understanding your consumer, seeing their day to day so that this way you can influence. And at the same time, I'm there to talking with them day to day. You know, I am using scientific terms in a way where, again, it's understandable ways that mm -hmm. they can actually ingest it and they're like oh that's what that means or like oh okay that's what that process is so again the consumers are open to hearing it you know mm -hmm. to be and there's some of them of course that are closed off but there's a lot of them that are open to hearing it which allows us to influence like oh even if they're not the ones interested in a change career in that moment of going into stem you know they have little ones behind them they have people that they're mentoring and so forth who might be interested in that space so you can imagine how many inboxes I get a day and you know, I love mentorship so much, <laughs> you know, people just saying, Hey, like, you know, I've never seen somebody who's doing things like this. Like, would you be willing to talk to my class or, you know, would you be willing to take on this person as a mentee or, you know, can I just pick your brain for things? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's a dope place in the sense of, yes, we get to influence and show people like you too can be in this seat. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, having that exposure. And it, I felt like that was something I didn't see growing up. And so when I finally, you know, was taken under, you know, my mentor's arms. Like, it was like, oh my God, finally somebody who understands what I'm trying to do. I want to do yeah. what she's doing. So, you know, I, I think it's dope in the sense of I do get to kind of um, 
give give my information and also you know donate to the exposure in the sense of you know you too can do this mm-hmm. yeah speaking of uh mentors mentees um i am supposed to record with our dear one lola next oh, yeah. week nice <laughs> so hopefully we will catch up yes um she's a fun deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, but that's so awesome. And I mean, you have a fantastic personality, which you clearly inherited. <laughs> yes, as, you, as, as everybody can see, I'm like, you think it's me, you get it, wait till you meet the other two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like that's just more of what is kind of needed. And I think too, like, now that I think about it a little bit more, because there's always been an aspect of me that's like, I'll come up with some random idea and I'm like, I should be in marketing. Like, mm-hmm. look at, I'm being so creative. <laughs> and think it, think, think it up, great. That's the thing. Like, you know, for us, like a lot of times when, you know, recruiters or anybody, like they see you as a scientist, they're like, throw it in the lab. Yeah. Because at the same time, it's like, okay, yes, I can work in a lab, but I have this personality that just is not only for the lab. Like somebody needs mm-hmm. to hear me. Like, I don't know who needs to hear me, but somebody need to hear me. Yes, um, yes. And I'm going to be heard because you know me, I'm going to say it. And so, you know, for me, it's like I'm personable. You know, during my years of school, I taught from primary, so pre-K, I've taught all the way to the undergraduate level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was like I, I do enjoy that education factor. I love teaching mm-hmm. people things. Never mm-hmm. wanted to be in academia. Um, maybe when I retire or maybe I, I would do adjunct for something that had a cosmetic profile or a cosmetic mm-hmm. program. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've never wanted to be in that space of academia, but I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy educating people or training people on these different things. And especially in a place of beauty where, you know, there's so many products out there. What do I use now? Or how do I do this? And for me, it's like, if I could just at least educate you on regimens or educate you again yeah. on different actives in a, in a bottle as to why this works for this, this pain point or this problem, um, you know, I feel like I've done my job. Um, because my thing is, is I want to help people solve problems. Um, as a scientist, that's what we do. We're here to solve things. Um, so for me, blending that I get to solve things from a beauty aspect. And then even in this role to where I'm solving to my community, um, I think it's just a dope kind of package in one. And not to say that my job is like kittens and rainbows every day. Um, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, the motivating factor is I have to solve this problem. Like I have to solve this thing in order for my consumer to feel like, yes, I, I took care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. You're a hundred percent correct. Like as scientists, like we are, our job is to problem solve (laughs) (laughs) whatever aspect that is, that that's basically our job. And, um, I think, like when you mentioned earlier, people, you know, recruiters like, oh, scientists, you go hunker down in a lab in the basement and barely lit, like nobody interacts with you. Right. And, and like, <laughs> I think, I think then we tend to underestimate ourselves when it comes mm-hmm. to that, like allowing that creativity to flow it might express itself in other things like hair colors or <laughs> nails or like whatever it is. But, um, it's important to see that side of people as well. And I think like what you're doing brings that to the table, which is lovely in like one, one 
role, like one position. It's they've found a way to kind of marry all of that together for fun yeah. and for a purpose. Um, but not, I don't think everybody gets that opportunity or people just underestimate the value in it. You know, it's funny you say that because literally as you're talking, it made me think, literally I was just talking to my friend this weekend. She actually sent me a text message. It was like, hey, you know, she actually reached out to one of my mentors for like a quick chat. Um, And, you know, my mentor was telling her, you know, you can't find just mentors within what it is you work in, right? Because Mm. at the end of the day, we all work in that space and we will only understand that space if that's the only space we look at, the only space we study, the only space that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, girl, like when I was growing up in grad school, I remember, you know, I had a mentor who was in college athletics, you know, like Mm -hmm. he had nothing to do with chemistry, R&D, like my other mentor was my pastor. Like I had people who were not just in the R&D. So yes, I need you in a research space in the sense of you understand where it is I'm trying to go technically. But at mm-hmm. the same time, when you look at the other factors of what makes me right, getting that outside perspective also lets you know, like, hey, you do have these other skill sets or you have other things you can shine on um, or even just giving me a different perspective or a different way to think about things. And so I say that to say, like, especially in in our roles now in our careers today, you know, because I have those mentors in different areas, they allow me to advocate for myself in the sense of getting more confident to let people know as I'm like, as I was interviewing or talking with recruiters to even get to this space, letting them know like, hey, I can do more than the lab. Um, Mm -hmm. I can speak on these different factors or, you know, raising my hand anytime there's some reason somebody needs to present something or anything like that. Like, oh, yeah, I can present that if you need me. So this way they can see my personality in action, Um, joining those different organizations and ERGs and stuff so that people can see like, you know, when they say she's well-rounded, like, yes, she can play in this space. She can play in this space. This Where do you need her to play? She's having had experience. Or she hasn't had experience, she's open to the idea of even talking about it. Um, And so by doing so, you know, that allowed me to build build up that confidence to say, like, yes, I can be a scientist, but I very much so can also be in front of the camera if need be. You Mm -hmm. know, if you're looking for a show, you know, (laughs) Ashley, Ashley will be the one to give it to you every time. So, you know, by having all of those influences in my life to kind of help me find that, because I, I didn't always have that, like. I remember growing up, I was kind of like, I don't want to present. I don't want to say nothing. Don't put me in front of the room. Like, I'm just here laughing quietly and I'm chilling. You know, Mm -hmm. that's who I was. People will not believe that to this day. Like, literally, I didn't start presenting and being more like out there until I got to college. And that was because of my research advisor. Mm. Um, He would make us present every single day and act like he didn't know. Like, he would act like he had no idea what we were working on. So he would make us present to him every day, asking all these questions, like, really heartening down on us like girl you don't know your science like you better know your science kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so for him like him he was signing us up for oral presentations and all those things so before that girl no you couldn't get me to present to nobody um Mm. i would laugh and hang out and do all the things but i was not stepping in front of nobody's crowd to show you who i was and so Mm -hmm. i'm thankful to him every day because now they can see like oh yeah she'll do the science but if you need her to talk a piece or you know do something or just talk to somebody, you know, send, send Ashley. She'll do it. (laughs) She'll do it and do it amazingly. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think you have a really valid point, not only with the mentors, but it's almost the, it sounds kind of cliche relative to like how companies might say it, but like there are all these little pieces of you that I think historically the framework for corporate America has not amplified the holistic. It just wants that one piece of you. Exactly. And so with the younger generations who sometimes I'm like, oh my God, they're going to save the world. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they're going to make it, <laughs> but like, you going to give them credit, like, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever they want more, like, I don't even know the word, but more value to them at their core versus just a paycheck, which I think is helping drive some of this to, get people outside of the little silo that they've been put in maybe because of whatever their degree says, but they have all these other skill sets that historically were like, yeah, what, whatever, keep that for the weekend, but are now definitely coming into play along with all these changes in technology. And the thing is, people don't realize that we are teachable people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't really realize this until my, my second role in our, in our pre, in my previous company, because I had no idea what the heck those roles are, were when they, they literally brought the roles to me. I wasn't looking for roles. I was not interviewing. Um, literally I was approached with two different roles and I was like, wow, like, that's pretty cool. Like I wasn't looking for anything, but people see things in me. And when it was time to interview for both roles, I could not tell you what the heck them roles were for, okay? (laughs) I literally went into those interviews and I was just confident in who it was that I am and Mm -hmm. what it is that I wanted to do um, in my career and how I felt like I could influence the business. Um, Because ideally, that's all the company wants to know. Like, what are you going to do to make the business better, right? Mm -hmm. and can you collaborate? Because you're going to be working on a team of all these different people from different areas and y'all need to figure it out because we need to solve it, solve the problem for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was interviewing for these, again, it was more so of the confidence of what it is I knew that I knew how to do and how I could apply that to the business and what it was that I was opening to open to learning. Because I already knew that going into these roles, it was going to be straight up learning mm-hmm. um, because I had no idea that I had a life outside of R&D. Um, because the whole time all I've ever done was science. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could use my science in other ways or, you know, other areas of science that I just didn't even really recognize because it just wasn't in my radar. Um, and so for me going into those roles, it was definitely teachable, but a dope, dope team who was willing, like they were willing to to accept that she ain't done none of these things in her world. Like I'm working with people who typically go into business school and do all those things, those great things. And I'm sitting here like, child, I can give you Y equals MX plus B, <laughs> run you a quick reaction and give you Avogadro's number. I don't know what you want me to do with this, but I can give you that. And so, um, you know, being open to being teachable was a, was a great big challenge for me, which is weird because I've been in school for 80,000 years. So I should be open to being teachable. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, being in a place where I had to be teachable and execute. So learn, yeah. quick, but execute things because this is all on you. So, I mean, I say that to say in the sense of when it comes to people, you know, talking about what it is that they want to do, you know, open yourselves to being teach. Because, again, you never know where you're going to talk yourself into a role that you didn't even know existed. And mm-hmm. I did that times two at the same time. Um, 
And again, I was scared. I was nervous. But again, the people understood what it is I was coming in with. It was just just me having to take a breather almost every day throughout Excel and understand that you are here learning the things. And at the same time you're learning, you don't even realize that you're growing. Um, Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you're doing the things in Excel. Then you're meeting with the Nalts weekly. And now you have like daily conversations with people that I didn't even know I could even get into that room. And it was all because I was just open to learning, open to to being taught so that this way I could become what that well-rounded individual looks like in the sense of not having to only know my, what it is I've learned my whole life and be in the lab and just be at the bench, but also kind of understand, you know, well, while I was at the bench, how was I influencing the business? Understanding Mm -hmm. that what I did at the bench, how what we did as scientists influenced that business side. Um, So being able to learn all the things is, is kind of what helped me gain confidence in the sense of, you know, now that I meet with recruiters or if I talk to other people, go to schools to speak, you know, I let people know, like, make sure you're taking in all of the things that are being offered to you um, and learn them because you just mm-hmm. never know how how it will come back for you or how it will help you influence you or walk yourself into a, a role that you didn't expect was coming to you. Yeah, yeah. I think those are all excellent points. And I would even add on, like, so I always have believed that school taught you how to learn. Yeah. Like I was not learning how to make lotions and potions when I was at Purdue. <laughs> I was learning how to continue learning. Um, and so I think your, your point about being open to learning in the workplace. Now, granted, it is a bit different because it's not like you're learning something for a couple months and then you have a quiz. Right. You learn and do learn and <laughs> in do. that amount of time. <laughs> but also if it's not being handed, like not coming up to you, um, go find it, Like go learn something else, go look outside of work, go look outside of, you know, whatever you're doing, um, and continue to, like you said, to, to become like that Renaissance person that has knowledge in all these different areas, like then go find it. There's right. no, there's nothing wrong with that. You should always learn. My parents always said like a day you learn something, good or bad and different, whatever, you learn something wasn't a waste. Like, just keep learning. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so now that you have worked for two ginormous, but different um, companies, I was curious to hear kind of a compare contrast as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and, and like lessons learned, learned that translated or ones that just went in a totally different direction? Yeah. So funny thing, before I left the last company, you know, once I made my announcement, um, my VP actually made that announcement even quicker. Um, And so I was like, oh, dang, like, now I have to tell everybody because he told major people when I didn't want him to yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so when people heard, you know, they reached out to me and these are people that worked for the company I work for now, you know, they were pretty much giving me heads up on like certain things of like their experiences, what it is that they, they've saw when they worked at this company. Um, and just giving me some good insights of things to kind of have on my mind mm. now that I'm going to another consumer company, mm-hmm. um, which was dope. And it was funny because it was like literally the first week that I got there, I was like, okay, these are the things, these are the things that they were saying. Um, another thing was the training. So they have this training where 
they have like classes. It's, it's like annual, it's annual and you're with your cohort. And in this training, like having already worked somewhere, I'm now in a cohort with people who like recently just graduated or maybe they're just now getting into the workforce. And again, I'm by all means only like four-ish years into my career, but you know, these are the fresh, fresh class of 2020, class of 2019, graduated, bachelors, like, and so I'm in here and I'm like, okay, like these people are pretty young, but cool, let's do it. Um, the way the company speaks into these people, these fresh minds, fresh out of school minds, mm-hmm. I mean, you walk out there with the biggest head in the sense of like, I am the uh, person, I am the employee of the big company, and I am type A personality, and we are the best of the best. Um, which was crazy because at first, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, yo, like this is like literally the the definition of drinking the juice, right? Like, <laughs> we are raising a, a we are raising a very 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 confident class at this point. Which and then when I take a, a another look at, it, I'm like, well, that's pretty dope in the sense of you're already birthing you know, your recent hires into that mindset of like, you're here for a reason. You're going to experience the imposter syndrome. You're going to experience like just learning corporate period is, is, is a job within itself. Yeah. Um, But it was kind of like reinforcing that you're here for a reason. Um, so at first when I was looking at it, I was like, what? Like child, calm down. Like, this is just a job. Y'all doing the most. But then at the second point, the second the second point, I'm just kind of like, but at the same time, like it's good to feed that confidence into them so that they're aware that you know you were picked for a reason. They hired you for a reason. There's something in you that you can do that they feel like will help advance the company. So initially I was like, okay, like I get that you're a big, big company. Like, calm down. Like, this is coming for somebody who's work consumer. I I get it. Okay, I get mm-hmm. Um at the same time, it was also hard to adopt to, which I feel like could jump into anybody's company or even jumping within the last company I was in. Like everybody has their procedures and their SOPs and all their things. Um, but at the same time, they looked at me as the way they hire in their company is like you, there's different like levels. So I am an experienced hire, meaning that I've came, I've come from another company. I've come from another consumer company. So she should know a good amount of things, how to work her way around the business. It's mm. just that she has to adopt our policies and understand mm-hmm. how to do mm-hmm. things. Um, which is pretty hard because they just assume you know everything because you've worked in, in corporate. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm also like very new in, in industry as well. Like mm-hmm. coming in, I was only in, in three years, three and some change. So I'm still fairly new to how business runs. And then having worked two different functions, within three years like I'm still pretty pretty brand new on (laughs) um but at the same time you know everywhere has its politics so understand how how to navigate that and not take things to the heart and you know just doing what you need to do as a business person um you know those are things I felt like I learned in my previous company to know how to kind of navigate you know this company Mm. um the only other difference of things is this company they definitely put the face on for uh, black power um, in the sense of, you know, they have many organizations like for, mm. so where we had, you know, I was in that one organization at J and J and I'm pretty sure there probably were others. And maybe I just wasn't aware based on our site. Mm-hmm. But this, this, this thing has a slew of numbers in every kind of darn department you can think of. 
because um, <laughs> they're just that big and it's just like yeah. like i'm like dang that's a lot of you know that's a lot of people um yeah which the number is big but it's still very small but it's very it's, it is bigger than the previous company mm-hmm. um, so like finding community was a lot easier like as soon as you join the company they give you a mentor like they oh wow they give you a corporate mentor um of course you find your own mentors and all that stuff but they give you somebody you get a daily coach um, so that's somebody that's separate from your mentor in the sense of you go to them for help on anything that, you know, pretty much involves your specific business or what it is you're working on, um, which was different. You know, for me, it was I'm somebody who's going to talk to anybody anyway to get whatever answer it is I need. Sure. Um, but in this company, they make sure that you learn the people so that you're aware of, you know, who you need to go to when you do need things, um, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, again, it's a consumer company, so you know, same, same things as far as, like I said, SOPs and red tapes and all those things, you know, those are things, but I feel like because we've worked on smaller brands that are at my, I guess what my previous company was, you know, there are a lot of things we could get around because we still Mm -hmm. function independent. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this business, it's like everything has to be kissed by the Pope. Um, or you can do anything. And I'm like, bruh, we really need to clear this to do this. Like put that joint in the, and let's go. Like, let's come on here and do it. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 of course it delays the process, but they want you to remain on this timeline. But it's like, bruh, how are you going to meet this timeline when y'all need to, everybody in the Pope to, to bless it before I can do it? Yeah. So, I mean, consumer is it's pretty much consumer is a consumer is a consumer. Um, but I do appreciate where I've worked because then when I came here, it was kind of like, okay, like at least you can work your way around. You have an idea of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I've worked on smaller businesses, I get to be more, our favorite word, agile. um, (laughs) In the sense of how we were able to get things done quick relative to, you know, other areas because we were smaller. Um, It helps me kind of be more innovative for the teams here. Nice. I think it's really interesting. It's almost like the company you're at now adds an extra layer of, I'm going to call it humanity. I don't think that's necessarily the right word, but in terms of um, that intro session where they're hyping you up to, it's almost like thinking about it from a psychology standpoint, right? To in, in advance counter that, imposter syndrome (laughs) for the newbies coming in and getting thrust into everything. Um, And then having a mentor and uh, you said it was a daily coach. Yeah. You also have a daily coach. Like, so for instance, when I came in, I, um, I had a scientist under me who she doesn't report to me. She, she reported to my manager, but it was like, I did all of the things. So I, I managed her, but she on paper reported to my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also have daily coaches where they don't necessarily work under you. They can work in a different department, but they're with a different, a different brand, but they're still within like the products research space. Okay. So like if I was working on one brand and I, I could have a daily coach who's working on another brand, cause they do this pretty much the same thing that I do. Um, I could just get more advice or help and stuff like that from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. But I, I like, I, I think it adds that like community layer. I don't even know what, how to call it that, um, you know, the company I'm still at, which is soon to be its own company mm-hmm. <laughs> our, as our portion like breaks off and floats away like an iceberg. Um, I, I think it's lost 
that if it had it i mean uh, my ongoing joke is like i onboarded myself yeah to this massive organization to have the then hr person ask me six months later you work here <laughs> uh yeah because you weren't around right. <laughs> like, so there there's definitely it sounds like there's a big difference from from that standpoint of I, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but just ensure it's like it's literal human resource, I guess, navigation, like actually caring for your human resource via another human resource versus a system, computer yeah. system. I mean, I, I'm definitely thankful for the people like, I mean, and, and of course, you still experience the imposter syndrome um, just naturally. That's just who we are as humans. Yeah. But, you know, there were a lot of people who were there to help, you know. When I came in, my management, uh, we didn't have the best onboarding structure. Like, I think I was his first person. He said, like, every everything that I started, he was like, oh, yeah, I haven't done this in, like, 18 years or anything like that. So, like, for him, he didn't really get me ready there, but he pretty much immersed me with people who, like, you are in products research and there's all these people here. Somebody mm -hmm. will help you get to it. Um, and so... Pretty much I had to rely on that community because, again, I didn't have it from my direct manager. Um, so being able to have, you know, that cohort of when I came in and we're training there. So at least I know community outside of what I do. And mm -hmm. then also having the daily coach, the P&G mentor. And then, of course, remember my mentor, she works at the company I work at now. Mm -hmm. um, so having her, she's been here for a few years. So I had, you know, a, a team of support to kind of let me know, like, yes, these are the things you do, or these are the things you don't do. Um, so that this way they can set you up for set, uh, success. Another thing that this company does that I'm, I wasn't sure if J and J did it because I came in through or crap. I wasn't sure if they did it because I, that's okay. <laughs> as a contractor. Yeah. Um, but in this company, when you interview your first la layer of interviews, they, they have people representative of each business unit. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. each business unit in the sense of you'll have somebody from hair care, you'll have somebody from family care, you'll have somebody from oral care, like all of the business units on a call. So you can imagine there's like six or seven people on this call. Mm -hmm. um, including me. And they, what they try to do is they interview you in the sense of, is she somebody who can be successful at this company overall? So mm -hmm. let's say if I were to leave where I am today and jump into a different, uh, different business unit at you know, within the company, you know, we know she'll be successful because we interviewed her, you know, to see if like, okay, if things were ever to change or if these situations were ever to go, like, will she still persevere? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was dope in the sense of if you make it past the interviews, you at least know that, okay, I could have a career here at this company, you know, hoping all goes well, you know, if I was ready for a change or a switch, you know, they feel comfortable enough to say, you know what, she did all the things she delivered mm -hmm. on her business yes, we can approve her to move to now this business unit or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was pretty much dope because, I mean, ideally when you, when you go, when you join any company, right, they're hoping for longevity, they're investing in you to, to stay at the company forever. But, you know, it was good to know that at least I'm getting my name and exposure from day one in that interview. So that this way, if I ever connect with those people again, they've at least seen my interview. They see how I react and how I respond to things. So that this way, if they had to vote on me joining a business unit elsewhere, anything like that, you know, they have something to say. Yeah, it seems like um, more and more the interviews in, in the world are, are shifting to that more like behavioral yeah, um, versus technical. Because back to your point of 
if you are open-minded and willing to learn, you, you can learn it. Like you can learn whatever those little technical skills <laughs> are that you need. Um, but whether you, for that longevity piece, whether you're able to fit in to their culture needs, I'll say, and the collaboration piece, because that's important regardless, especially at these giant global companies, um, then yeah, there's a lot more confidence going into the role. And like you said, being able to navigate your career there, whether it's like lateral or up up the lat like whatever your career path is, knowing you'll be able to get jump right into another business unit and be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's so dope because again, like the one thing I love about working at consumer companies is, you know, well, I mean, with changes in the last company, but it's big <laughs> enough in the sense of you can jump around and still have a different career. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I jumped pretty early, I still had two different career types within my first company. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's at least like you can grow, you can stay within the same big name, but you have many opportunities to grow if you set it up the right way. So whether that is a different function within your brand or it's a different business unit or a whole totally different, you know, thing in, in a whole other commercial development type role, right? Like, is dope in the sense of, you know, you can change around and learn many new things while still being under, you know, that one building. The only mm-hmm. thing I don't like about consumer is, you know, they they claim innovation all the time because yes, we have scientists that are there to do it, but because we have so much red tape with regulatory and safety and top, you know, we can't follow all the cool trends. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm being held back in the sense of like, I want to do all of these things, but we can only do it to a certain extent or we can't touch it at all until it's too late. And then they're like, we should do the things. And I'm like, nobody's looking at that anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's the only thing I don't, I don't care for in consumer is I wish we could do the things um, that a smaller company might be able to do. But again, I understand like there's a name we still have to maintain. Um, there's still a, a, a repertoire or a DNA that the company has to maintain. And the safest way to do that is to kind of still kind of be by the book. Yeah. And, and to your point, like when you have the big global name, that usually means global financing, Mm -hmm. which means more option for litigation. Right. Exactly. So, so we do kind of, it's like a victim of your own success, really. (laughs) Um, and to your point, cause you know, like the company I'm still at, like we cannot get something to market in any kind of timely fashion to match the ever-changing trends. Like you said, it's kind of something that, that now it's overwhelmed the market. Nobody wants it anymore. Right. Or, you know, the ones that crack me up are the next generation has found the sugar scrub, <laughs> but like. <laughs> it's like a repeat of something I made years and years ago on the bench. Like, so it's, it's funny to see when you talk about in a innovation, like true innovation. Um, yeah, it is, it is hard and not, not what I had envisioned it would be. Yeah. In the beginning. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I like, it's so interesting to hear the compare contrast from where I still am and where you are. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing, I guess, technically they're competitors, 
this. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I love the, I love the kind of the built-in from the get-go support structure of humans mm-hmm. that they, that they gave you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's dope because like I said, like, you know, you want to make sure you build out, you know, who your advocacy team is or who mm-hmm. your sponsorship team is. Right. Because, you know, one thing this company does, which I'm sure the other company did too, and maybe I just didn't really have sight to it, but like they do kind of vote across BUs to like, or business units to allow you to jump to different areas. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. Like, um, like I know in my, in the previous company, like when I was offered these roles, like they contacted my manager. I had no idea they even did that. I was like, when I went to go tell her, she's like, wait, you're going to take this one and not the other one. And I'm like, girl, what you know about the other one? Yes. So, you know, I knew that she had some influence in the sense that they reached out to her to kind of see like, is Ashley crazy? Which yes, she is. Yeah. Um, but you know, she kind of signed off like, yeah, yeah. Like I let them know whatever. Um, whereas here they kind of make it seem like it's like a, like it's like a boardroom thing in the sense of mm. if people have not heard your name. You are not going over on that side. Like mm. it's almost like I have to get past the mafia to join the next gang or something. Yeah. Like so, I, it's it's something I still haven't had a chance to understand because I'm I'm like what, almost eight, nine, ten months in. August. Yeah. Oh my God, ten months in, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. So ten months in, Lord. Um, still kind of learning what that space looks like, but, um, yeah, it's almost like trying to build the advocacy team, but also trying to go around, understand what these politics are. Like I said, every company has them, um, to kind of understand, you know, if they're promising the success that you're going to get when you're in these, these, uh, trainings and they're building up your confidence, you know, what does that look like as far as career growth for their employees? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, Going back to something you said earlier about like how now you actually either watched many videos of consumers or now (laughs) post the majority of COVID um, getting to interact with consumers. Um, That was the other piece I was thinking is kind of, I think, missing for a lot of these scientists that get, you know, shoved in a lab. Yes. Um, there is definitely a value when you get through a project and your stuff goes to a shelf <laughs> in a store. Um, but again, because I think of those silos that they put everybody into not understanding we're all human beings and we to some degree have social skills, some more yeah. than others. Like for me, who always wants to know, well, why? Like I never outgrew that. And I don't think people really do anyway. I think it's just a need for humans to understand the why. Like not having that direct line of feedback from the consumer to the things I've worked on. Um, I had this conversation with some people at work not too long ago. It, it feels, it kind of, not that I don't feel like my work is doing something, but there's definitely a missing link. Like not getting that feedback, not having that direct tie-in to know like these people really enjoyed X, Y, Z. Part of it could be the brand that I'm at now is smaller, like you said, less known compared to the brand I was working on before where it was like the minute I said where I worked, they were like, oh my God, I love your face wash. Like, you know, that recognition isn't there from a brand perspective, but also I don't I don't feel connected to the consumer. 
and I don't think there's anything wrong with connecting your scientists to the consumer. And we're seeing more of that now, thanks to the drive on social media, really. Um, but I, I think maybe others are feeling that as well. So I love seeing that you are getting to fulfill that kind of need state. Well, you know, it, it really came down to when we were working together, right? Um, remember, we have to go to all these town halls, which town <laughs> halls do not stop. There's plenty yeah. more even here also. I'm like, damn, all day, all day, all day. Um, I calculated the amount of time I spent one month. Granted, I think it was like February, so it was a shorter month. But it was an astronomical amount of my work time was sitting on Zoom town halls. Yeah, like it's crazy. So my thing is you're making us come to these town halls. So now I'm going to listen and ask questions. And so for me, it was sitting in these meetings and always hearing how we're not doing well as a brand, but them giving like a green star for people doing their jobs. Yeah. Okay. So if we're not doing well, we're not profitable. We're not doing these things. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, why do you want this face cream? Why do you, why do you think the serum is going to do what it needs to do? Like who asked for this? Is this something that y'all just coming up with? Like, what are y'all doing that makes you yep. say like, you know what, scientists make this thing for me. Um, and so I was just asking the questions. And a lot of times my questions weren't getting answered. It was more so like, okay, shut up. You're a scientist. Go do the things. Yes. Um, yep. And so I think what happened was as I kept asking questions to bigger platforms, bigger town halls, because again, you invited me to come here and now I have to sit in this. So I'm going to use my platform. I think that's how those two other roles came to me because it was like, who is this girl? Why is she asking Mm. these questions? Like, let's pick her brain a little bit more. And even like when I would have one-to-ones with people, you know, I would stress to them like, you know, yeah, I enjoy the science, but I also enjoy these things. I enjoy these things. Right. And so making them well aware of like, I can do way more than science. Um, But also not knowing that sometimes when I'm talking and stuff like that, I might be spewing out a skill set that I didn't even know I had because I'm just so used to it. And people are looking at you like, wow, like, you, you know how to do this. You know how to do this. And I'm like, girl, what? Like, I'm just talking. Like, so it's, it's also not even knowing that some of the skill sets that we have because they're just built within us are like actual things that people kind of need. They want. They wish they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was as I kept opening my mouth and asking questions, you know, that allowed me to open up doors that I did, first of all, didn't know existed. Um, secondly, allowed me to understand like, oh, if these are considered skill sets, just watch what I can do now. Um, and so, you know, I say that to say, after I realized that they kept telling me to shut up and just do the science, I started showing up in other rooms, showing up in other places to kind of let people understand that, yes, I can do the science, but I also, like you said, want to know why, what's the point? Like at this point, I'm just making, you know, making things to make things and they're not going anywhere. You know, we're selling things at a crazy high price point, you know, well, what makes us believe that, you know, people are willing to invest in this and so forth. And so now being in a role where I can stand in front of the consumer and listen to their day to days and stuff like that, you know, for me, it's more so not speaking from a sense of, oh, I represent this brand and I need you to do the things that make you buy my only my things, but more so just listen, like just literally Mm -hmm. shutting up and listening to see like, oh, that's a pain point and they don't even realize it or they're you, they're doing compensating things. They have compensating behaviors for something that we saw before but maybe they just never had exposure to it. Maybe they didn't even know that what they're doing could actually be solved. But if you just use this one thing. Um, 
And so when you when you are able to recognize those things, if you're able to go out and talk to people and understand those things, then it makes sense as to why I feel like this is a problem and it has enough of a size of a prize for us to go out and solve it versus trying to keep up with the Jeffersons with basic ass formulas um, and and putting all these high price points and then we're not solving something. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not answering mm-hmm. what the consumer said that they wanted. And so, you know, I get to be in a space where I influence that in the sense of, I understand you want to come out with this, but this is what the consumer is saying. So you might get more bang for your buck if you actually listen to your consumer because right. they, actually, they actually want to buy this thing versus me right. just putting out whatever it is I want to put out. And they're going to be like, girl, who asked you? Like, nobody asked for this. Like now it's yeah. going to sit on the shelf or you're going to lose shelf space because it's not selling. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're consumers too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like I am a consumer of. And even then, like, there's, some, there's some days where I feel like, why are we spending money on this research? You have all these women in this room. Like we could tell you straight up. We not, we ain't going to do that. We're not doing that. Yeah. Doing that. But also, you know, you do have to cover your ground in the sense of, yes, we talked to 50,000 people and they said, you know, ABCD. Um, yeah now just do the abcd so that we can get their money or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Ooh, if if they would just let us rule the world ashley okay. <laughs> if they would just let us rule the world already like come on now get with the program oh my goodness mm-hmm. then then they can make tons of money <laughs> A ton, all of it we will bring them all the money and then i then we can retire early yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you for joining again and sharing all these insights and experiences. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to share? I know, like, I know that there has been a lot that has occurred (laughs) outside of work for you as well. So um, any other fun things or new things, I guess? Yeah. So since I've talked, I've been married. To my longtime now, well now husband, but he's he was he's been with me since I was a freshman in undergrad. So at this point, it was just to let the government know, like, <laughs> get the get the tax tax right. breaks, right? And my taxes were way higher. I I owed a lot more. Thank thank you, oh. government. thank you, government. <laughs> um, uh, so I got married July twenty twenty one. So the first of July. Funny story. We didn't know what day it was because remember we were supposed to get married twenty twenty yeah covid and then what we did we picked that same thursday in the same month so that this way it was like it was close to when i got engaged so i got engaged january not january july 4th 2015 then i was okay. in school and then like when we were planning i'm like well i don't want to have to remember another date like <laughs> with all these dates like i need this i need everything to align like our our anniversary dating wise is february 2nd 2009 um, so I'm like, all right, you proposed on July 4th, which yes, I love the fireworks, fun. but can we, can we get all the dates together? And yeah. So yeah. Live. It was either going to be July 2nd or July 1st. So 2021 ended up being July 1st. Um, so I was like, well, at least I'm, I'm close within the dates. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We got married at Philadelphia magic gardens. I had a great time. Um, and it was beautiful. It was a, the wedding was so for, like forever, a whole week. It felt like, um, <laughs> Because we had the wedding. Well, probably because, uh, like, the weather did not cooperate during right. the ceremony. Oh, my God. So. It stormed all day. My dress was so heavy because it, it just it just held in all the water. Oh. I didn't even get to change out of my dress because it was just, the day was just going so fast. But yeah, 
we got married. I got married to Michael Jackson. I have not changed my name because who wants to do paperwork? I told him he could do the paperwork if he really wanted me to change it. Um, so we'll see how long that 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 stays. But um, yeah. literally, I got my offer to this company the day before I got married. So that was their wedding gift to me. Um, <laughs> and the Monday after we got married, he started off at his company, which we worked from home until September and then he moved to Washington state and I moved to Ohio state. Yeah. Um, so we live apart, which is interesting, but you know, we travel a lot even in the pandemic in the sense of now as things are, you know, opening, like everybody's having their weddings and their gatherings and all of the things. Um, so we at least get to see each other at those things. Um, he was actually here this past week. Um, he came to visit me. So it's fun in the sense that we get to visit each other and go see different things, which makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got married. Um, now working at this company. While at this company, I've been in many, not many, I would say a photo, one photo shoot, um, which was pretty cool because I had no idea what we were shooting for. And then next thing you know, I see my picture with my mentor and a line of products. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is crazy. You were um, like a billboard. Yeah, it was it was dope because I mean for me it was so much deeper than like wow I'm on the product I'm on a page with these products and people see it but it was like the fact that my mentor was like they picked me they literally picked me and my mentor for that photo so we didn't take the photos together because of COVID they were able to oh. in, into groups and stuff yeah so when they put that to me I like cried when I saw that photo because it was like oh. a moment for me in the sense of like this woman has opened so many doors for me. And I'm in the space of like, you know, I started in beauty, but I, I'm, I'm in the space with this woman who pretty much helped me set that path. Yeah. Um, and then to, of course, have that black beauty line of products there. I was like, yo, that's dope. Um, and it was funny because I didn't know, like, when you do these things, you just sign your life away. So you never know when it's going to show up. And <laughs> so literally somebody walked up to me while I was out and was like, is that you? And it was like a sponsored post on Instagram. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, yeah, that's. you're insta famous (laughs) right so that was that um then you know of course we host the scholarship um it's called the rooted in science scholarship um and pretty much you know the scholarship is to help women in stem um you know advance in, in stem and you know hopefully become stem professionals once they get out of school and so I went down for the video shoot where I'm interviewing with these two young women, amazing young women. One just graduated, one is going into her senior year. Um, and just talking with them about who they were, it was a full circle moment again, because I, I clearly never did this scholarship because it's pretty new. But um, just hearing these women talk about what it is that they want to do and they're an undergrad and you know all of the things that they faced. And they're talking to me, who's now a professional in the line of work that I've always wanted to do. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, yeah, I was I, I was these girls. I, I was these girls yeah. years ago. And now I'm the person like learning about their journey. Want to understand like, girl, like what you want to do? Like, and they're looking at me like, girl, you are that girl. And I'm like, girl, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it was beautiful in the sense of. I mean, of course, I was in front of camera, so having all the fun. You get the makeups done, you get the style, you get a style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so of course, I'm living in all of that. Um, and then just talking with them, I just felt like it was just a breath of fresh air and a reminder of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so of course I, I do all the recordings like that. Don't know where these things are going. Week before that, I had to do an HBCU recording. Don't know where these things are going. <laughs> um, and so literally in June, I get a message while I was at home from my senior brand manager. And she's like, oh, your video is going to be sh- um, on at the BET Awards this year. And I'm like, Ooh. wait, and I'm like, she's like, yeah. Um, I was like, are we going? Like, are we getting flued out to the beach? Yeah. She's like, what are we doing? Front row, please. Thank okay. you. And she's like, girl, no, we are going. Yeah, but you're oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, which was fine because I had to go home for a medical event anyway. But um, yeah, I'm I'm like, girl, what time do the BET Awards come on? Because I probably haven't seen this thing since high school. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. So they played my video at the BET Awards. And I cried again because I was like, yo. You are doing the things you want to do. You've cried about having to do these things and wanted to do these things. It, was this ever going to be possible? And it literally is, you're doing the things. Yeah. Um, and so to see that on TV, and I was like, I hope Beyonce saw it because it was right before Chloe went on and performed so that she <laughs> could find me and bring me on her team. Yeah, be like, I need I need you to collaborate. Yeah. I'm like, Diddy, were you watching or were you drunk <laughs> celebrating that you were the one being honored that night? Like somebody had to be watching. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was funny because I didn't know that that was the video that they were going to do. Oh. So the whole time we're watching the TV and like, I'm like, I don't know when it's coming on. I don't even know what the video looked like. And then we weren't paying attention after a while because I've been so late. And I'm like, and then maybe, there's you. Yeah. I'm like, maybe they're playing it just for the people that are there, like as background. Oh. And next thing you know, I hear the music and I'm like, oh, it's on, it's on. And we're screaming, it's on. And it's, <laughs> it's the funniest video, like the funniest reaction video. And everybody kept reposting that reaction video because you just hear my dad in the beginning. And it's just hilarious. Is um, that the one I was cracking up in the one your mom posted and like you're standing in yes. front of the screen? Like yes. your dad, I don't remember what your dad was saying in the background, but and your mom is like, move! Like, like oh shit, what time is it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your mom's like, yeah, like, I'm trying to film it. <laughs> and you're like dancing in front of it. It was yes. the best. Yes, I was giving my best little Kim impression. Um, and one person actually caught it. I was like, girl, yes, you got it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I was able to do that. And I just heard last week, they sent me that it actually, the impressions were two over 2 million households. Um, wow. So I was like, okay, who are these people? Like, can y'all come get me? Please come get me. If you see yeah. me, pick me up. Um, because as I was recording, you know, when I was down there filming, one of the guys like that's on the recording team, like, I don't know what, there's so many people, I don't know what anybody mm. does, but they do all the great things to make this, this, this production. And he asked me, he was like, so are you really a scientist or are you an actress? Oh my God. I was like, no, I cried through my PhD program every single day and had my <laughs> paperwork ready to turn into quits every single week. And he was cracking up and he was like, no, I'm only asking. He's like, cause you're so natural at this. Like, he was like your prep was so easy because you just literally went in the front of the camera and did it. And I'm like, well, if you need, if you're looking for somebody to be an actress, I am ready. I don't have a portfolio put together, but I'm pretty sure you can put one together with what we recorded today. Right, right. I was on BET. Yeah. Like Like, they literally were buttering my head up because yeah, I mean, put me in front of a camera. If you need me to do the things, I'll do the things. So BET Awards was great. Then they wanted me to go to Essence Festival to talk um, new lengths. Um, which talking about new lengths and journey, new lengths and hair care, hair care growth, um, which was also so dope because I used to go to Essence Festival as a grad student. Like that was what you do the July 4th weekend. You go see all the big booths and get all the free products and learn beauty and all that. Yeah. Now being somebody who's on stage being interviewed by like 
some of the big socialites like who yeah I follow because I'm like oh y'all are so cool but now they're interviewing me I'm like this is crazy this is awesome (laughs) by the way I also got to see some of the the people at your company also do their stage moments which was awesome to connect with them again nice so yeah so I mean it it's been amazing to be in these spaces and the kind of exposure that I'm getting because it's like again, I get to use my platform to speak science. It speaks yeah. in a way that's relatable and allowing people to see me so that they know like, y'all, it's us. We back here. We doing the thing. We are everyday people. Like we are working to make sure that we have what, what you feel like you need on those shelves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that was cool. And then of course they had my big old picture on front and center on our booth. So like, as you like go walking through our little booth on the show, like everybody's like, wait, is that you? Is that you? so they want to take pictures with you? And I'm like, girl, I'm I'm just a scientist. But then as I'm saying I'm just a scientist, I'm like, girl, you are that scientist. Like that is you. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, I, it's kind of like I was like a quick mini celeb at Essence Festival. And then this week awesome. at Cincinnati Music Festival, they were playing my commercial all over the place. So nice. It's been dope getting that FaceTime. I just hope that people recognize this face and they're like, girl, we can turn you into a star. And then I'll be in, and be in Hollywood somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the beauty segments for science or something. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We need it. Yes. We need more. We need more. And I'm, I'm here to give it to you. <laughs> well, and I'll have to, um, or I know I have it. I know I have some of it in my social, but if you can share the photo and the video. Yeah. Or the commercial. Yeah. Um, so I can share it with the listener folk yes indeed i can do that yay oh my gosh so many exciting things um i am glad we are catching up for all the listeners so hopefully this triggers something for someone out there i know Um, i I don't know how it can't but i keep thinking like i need to go back and listen again like what did i say before and what's changed today like (laughs) i'm interested in knowing like Okay, before, what well, I just had a boyfriend. I was working in skincare, and, you know, still trying to do this beauty thing. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and listen and kind of see, like, what changed? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for joining and returning. And I am excited to see what happens in another two years. Yes. Like, <laughs> what you'll be doing then. Hopefully I'll be like, you know, Beyonce's lead R&B person for some beauty business that she decides to put out. Maybe it'll there be Rihanna. You know, she's coming out with, I think they said hair care products now or something. Oh, is she? Yeah, I think, I, I want to say somebody said hair care was next. Okay. So maybe one day I'll run that or something. There you go. Uh, Rihanna, in the like, off chance that you're Rihanna, get, 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 somebody get Somebody saw that damn commercial. So y'all better come get me. She is actually a scientist. I am actually a scientist. She's not an actress for hire. I am she Dr. Ashley Taylor. I did cry through my program. You can also read my bio at LSU's uh, chemistry website. Like, it is real. Well. There you go. I'll make sure to put a link to that, too. Right. Like, I was really there. I'm still clicking around and like, hmm, what's this? <laughs> I promise you I'm a real scientist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Too funny. Well, thank you again. And, um... It's always a pleasure, and I'm always so excited to see what you're doing next because it's always something awesome. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll get to hang out again soon. Yes, indeed. I will make sure. um, Yes, definitely. Birthday, your birthday. I am planning that. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Um, Yeah, and I don't know when. I I may have a trip home soon. I haven't decided yet. But yeah, we will see each other soon. Yeah, I mean, 
Ohio's not that far away, uh, but I would fly. It's not, not far away at all. You, you'll not fly. ride. Yes. <laughs> the next time I'll, I'll fly. The flying is definitely faster. So please feel free. It gives more time for shenanigans. So yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again and have a lovely week. Thank you. You too. I will hit you up later. Okay. All right. Hey, nerds. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. What another amazing person with great ideas and insights. If you want to keep in touch, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook via the handle Brains, Boobs, Beer. I've also started a Discord server, so if that is your preferred method of communication, look for that also as Brains, Boobs, Beer server. And then periodically, I do post blogs on the website. You can also link to episodes and send us a note there if you want to connect with anyone or perhaps if you want to be on an episode. And that website is www.brainsboobsbeer.com. Cheers.